All we have heard this late fall and early winter is Minnesota's awful ice conditions, thin ice, lake rescues, poor to no ice fishing. But angler Tim Matheson shakes his head a little bit because he's wetting a line darn near every single day. And maybe more importantly, he's catching big walleyes, big saugers, and even a few other surprises. Tim's story, his secret fishing spots, and maybe most importantly, his not-so-secret baits that turned Tim into a river rat. And he couldn't be any happier about the nickname. There's nothing quite like Minnesota winter. Whether you want to try ice fishing, ice skating, or ice boating, make sure you know the risks and how to play it safe on the ice. Measure ice thickness frequently and never go out alone. Always wear your life jacket or a float coat and have ice picks readily accessible in case you fall through. Playing on the ice can be fun, but it's never 100% safe. Learn how you can play safe before you go out. Safety is always in season. A message from the Minnesota DNR. I'm Bill Shirk. I fish, I hunt, I camp, and I tell stories. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the stories. A river rat. It's a title that some people might find a little, well, off. Just not quite right, even sounding maybe a little bit insulting. But for Tim Matheson, he finds that nickname to be just about the best thing on the planet. Tim, welcome to the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Bill. Uh so this nickname and your lifestyle, you love fishing a river. Tell us about the river and tell us where you fish. Well, right now I'm fishing down on pool four out of Red Wing, Hager City on the Wisconsin side. And on the Mississippi River. On the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi. Now, wait a second. Santa's come and gone, the New Year's come and gone, and then the land of 10,000 frozen lakes, presumably, this time of year. It's supposed to be snowing and cold. How in the world are you fishing on a river? Well, right now, with the warmer temps, we have no ice. Um, XL Prairie Island nuclear plant usually keeps our river open uh, all winter long. But now this year, their two reactors are both down for maintenance and recording. So it's just a matter of time that we might not be able to get our boats into that river because of uh, the lack of warm water coming down. The other day, it was 34 degrees. So if we get some cold snaps, those boat launches might freeze up. But we have chisels to get it open and chainsaws. So. We've done that in the past, and we'll keep doing it this year if we have to. Which, this is kind of how you and I connected. You fish the river down around Red Wing. I used to a lot until I moved a little bit further north. I fish it all winter up around Monticello, and Mm -hmm. our love of rivers connected us several years ago. I just watched some video uh, that you and I shot last let's see spring 
uh, right as the snow was melting. And you made a comment that you just haven't missed days on the river for like 40 years or something like that. You've been yeah. doing this a long time. I started fishing the river. I came to uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls, and I ran into an old-timer river rat that uh, didn't have a driver's license because of a DWI. So I would walk out to his farm and drive him and his truck, his boat down, and we would fish. And he taught me uh, a lot of areas down there, um, backwaters, uh, the wing dams, Lake Pepin. He showed me a lot of spots. And that's that's when I started fishing it. And really, I haven't quit fishing it since. It's Do you remember what kind fishing. of boat? Do you remember what it kind was, of boat he had? It was an old John boat. And I think we had about a 20 horse on it. And we had no no uh, uh, graphs or technology that we have today. We had an anchor and a couple oars and and we just we just fished the river. We learned the river that way. Was this once a week, once a month sort of thing? I mean, you're a college kid at this point. Well, my college grades kind of suffered because of my outdoor enthusiasm. I I probably fished probably almost every day <laughs> during college. Um, I was on the river probably three three times a week. And then the, I was right by the Kinney Kinnick at University of River Falls. So I did a lot of fly fishing on the Kinney Kinnick too. But uh, I, you know, my love of rivers, it's, it's never going to go away. I mean, I love the big lakes too, but something's about something about that Mississippi and pool three and the St. Croix. It, it just keeps calling me back. There's something to learn every day on the river. I mean, one day yeah. they'll fish quite good, and the next day they're gone. You got to find them again. And and I kind of want to understand that a little bit more. The the draw of the river, the lure of the river. I mean, back then there was something that just kept calling you back, but it's still the same. You and I are old guys, and we still want to mm -hmm. go to that darn river every day we can. What is well, it? I, I think it's, I think it's just the flow of the water I like the best. But the wildlife down there on Pool Four is amazing. Um, there's deer all over, and there's eagles, otters, swans. You see something different every day down there, and. And you meet a lot of great people. You know, I it's more of a, it's like a, during the winter, it's a social hour for me to go down there. I meet people at the dock and help people launch. And and I just enjoy the camaraderie of of the anglers down there. We get along so good and it's, it's fun. But in other words, in other words, I go out there by myself and I'll go into the backwaters and just explore. I might find a big, tree with holding crappies or big bluegills or catch walleyes in two feet of water back there. It's, it's, it's an amazing fishery. So I was joking a little bit about Christmas time and all that, but I mean, we're into the snow and cold season yet. Mm -hmm. You can still jump in a fishing boat, roll down there on open water and fish just like any other day of the year. What are you catching? Well, right now we're catching walleye, saugers, 
um, a few white bass mixed in. We don't like seeing them. <laughs> and uh, sheephead, we don't like seeing them either. But most of the fish right now are walleyes and saugers. Now, earlier in the fall, you know, we'll target the panfish. There's big crappies down there, 13, 14-inch crappies. Uh, you'll catch 8.5 to 10-inch and bigger bluegills. And Lake Pepin's just phenomenal fishery. It's there's there's a lot of walleyes out there, and I I just talked to the biologist the other day, and um, their creel census down there, the perch that are coming up in that system, right now there's he says there's hundreds and hundreds of ten inchers. Well, those are only going to get bigger with all the feed and the shad in that water. It's just you know how it is. You just keep going back. You just keep going back because something great happens every time. Something magical. Yep. You never you never know what you're going to catch either. I mean, you hook into a, you could catch a 50-pound flathead on a walleye jig on your walleye rod, and it, it's just a rush. And I go down there um, early in the fall, and I fish sturgeon up by the dam, and that's fun too. But then those walleyes just keep calling my name. So I only do that for an hour or two and then get back on the walleye train, go look for those things. Well, and it's a little bit in a river. In some ways, the fish are condensed, right? right? You go out to whatever, take your pick, leech lake, big body mm-hmm. of water. You have to do a lot of research. You have to sniff around. You have to figure out where they are. If you're lucky, they're biting on a Lindy rig and you're messing around with that. And there's so much patience to walleye fishing. And on the river, it feels to me like at times you find your spot and guess what? You're catching fish. You're catching fish. Yep. We, uh, I always look for current seams. Um, little, little edge off a current, those fish will hold on that current seam. And I'll either cast it or jig it. And that's how I find my walleyes. And the crappies will relate to that, too. But uh, it's, I have a good time. I have a good time. We catch a lot of fish. In the last uh, week or so, we've been averaging Um, 35 to 40 fish, you know, in six-hour period down there. I know when I've had you out there, we haven't had that good of luck, but... Right now, they're really biting good. It's so fun. And you know the best thing about it, Bill? I don't have to tow an ice shack out. I don't have to drag all my ice gear out and my heaters, my augers, all that. I just put my boat in and everything's in there and I go. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting up there in age and I, that walking out on the ice and towing everything – with with three, four inches of ice, it's just not worth it to me anymore. I'd rather be in the boat chasing walleyes and saugers. Well, and and let's be real. Number one, this isn't some secret spot that nobody else is fishing. That's part of the fun of Pool 4 is there are a lot of people now fishing down there. You obviously see it with the lines of boats at the launches, especially when the weather's good and the fish are biting, but... There are people on shore. There are people on the docks in town. Like It's a resource that a lot of different people enjoy. Right. Right. You see people on the shore over at Bay Point Park, and they're catching walleyes and bluegills and northerns. And 
and you know you see canoes out there kayaks out there it's there's the river's been getting a lot of use and with lack of ice this year last year um on january 1st i was the only boat out there and this year there was probably 20 boats out there january 1st mm-hmm. and, and that was that was a low number usually lately there's been like 75 boats out there through that stretch up to the dam but there's there's a lot of other spots you don't have to go up by that dam all the time you can go downstream and and it's open all the way to Pepin right now so there's a lot of good spots that if you wanted to get away from people that's what you do but i like people so i go up and visit with everybody and talk smack and i have a good time yeah, on a on another lake, you know, boats start creeping in on spots where you're close enough to talk to each other. A lot of times people take that personally, and frankly, it right. leads right. to a lot of stress and mm-hmm. conflict. But on the river, the boats are all together, and everyone's kind of laughing, and yep. it's just different. Oh, I know. It's... It's fun. The other day when I was down there, there was a couple old timers out in a in a John boat, and I could smell bacon cooking. And I look over <laughs> okay. there, and they got they got a sun fire heater going in their boat, turned up with a grate on top, and they're cooking eggs and bacon out in the boat while they're catching fish. That's just so, awesome. And, and they weren't going to share either. I I tried. I couldn't get a piece of bacon out of them. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you, All right. you, see, you see a lot of things down there. All right. We have to take a break and thank a few of the sponsors. But when we come back, an important part of your story uh, happens to be what you fish with. And I want to talk right. about that when we come back. Deal? Okay. Deal. Sounds good. Well, I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods, and you're listening to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. And we have so many great sponsors that uh, help us get on uh, the air to you each week. Up first today, I'd like to thank our good friends at Connecticut Water. You know, fall has come and gone, winter has set in, and this time of year, normally, <laughs> we'd be running up to the cabin to do a little ice fishing and ice skating. And there we get to enjoy Connecticut water in the woods. You see, last summer, we were lucky enough to add Connecticut water at the cabin. And what a difference. As long as I can remember, we've dealt with that stinky and foul well water. But after a four-hour installation, we have Connecticut soft water, and also Connecticut's K5 drinking system. No more bottled water to try and make my early morning coffee. Instead, great drinking water right out of the K5 tap. The laundry no longer smells funky, and Connecticut water cleaned up the showers and the dishes. The world's most efficient and worry-free water system. Visit Connecticut.com to find a dealer near you and join the Connecticut family. So, Tim Matheson loves river fishing, and you made a name for yourself as a guide on the river and just a guy with a ton of passion, but one day you asked your wife 
if you could borrow her microwave. <laughs> what's, what's that all about? Well, it'll be 10 years this coming up here. I started a company called Prescott Bates, and um, we're a plastic company. And um, I started making flukes and paddle tails for walleyes and sauger on the river. And uh, my goal was back then I wanted a new boat and I didn't want to stress out the family finances. So I started up a company and started producing plastics. And my experience on the river, I kind of know what colors are good and what size and style. And, and it just went from there. I got into some retail stores and, and other, you know, big stores and, my name got out there. Yeah. And um, a lot of the river, river rats down there started using my stuff. And a lot of the pros started using my stuff. But, you know, they got sponsors and everything else. So you don't see my stickers on their boats. But when I do go by them, sometimes I have to, if I know them well enough, I'll put a sticker on their boat just to irritate them. Just to swing by and slap one on. Yep, I've done it before. It's kind of fun joking around with them. But uh, yeah, the the bait company, I started out with just a few molds and really no knowledge on how to do it. And um, I had a buddy that kind of showed me and talked me through it, and it just expanded. And now I'm running custom molds that are custom cut for me that I can put out 40 baits at a time. And, and, uh, it's, I've learned a lot over the years on, um, production and, and quality and each one of those baits, I hand look at every one of them, make sure they're not hollow or there's no air bubbles and they're solid. And then I got my special scent that I put in there and kind of a secret formula. And I, I believe it helps, helps catch the fish. Um, other than that, I mean, it's, it's been a good ride. I, I've been having fun with it. I've met a lot of people through my company and, and, uh, some great guides I've, I've hooked up with and the wild on the water with you guys. That was fun. And it's, it's been a good ride. I've, I've really enjoyed it and, and go ahead, Bill. I'm, oh, I'm just trying to breathe here. No, I was going to ask, but as as the business grew did it take away from your time to actually fish oh yes yes there's there's times when i got people sending me big you know 10 11 pound walleye pictures from the river in the spring where i'm stuck in the shop just hammering out orders um now i've i've tried to keep keep ahead and i try to keep a good inventory where I can just pull the parts and box them and ship them. Um, it's just basically me and my wife that are doing this right now. And, and, uh, my son's all moved away and my high school help went to college. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I stay on it every day. I'll pour probably three, four hours every day when I, in the evening. And I don't go out on the river at night like I used to. Um, I used to go out there and drag jigs for walleyes at night, which the bite right now is supposedly phenomenal for dragging after dark. But I'm usually home, and then I, I go in the shop for a few hours and 
pound out some baits and start all over the next day. You know, after after this interview, I'll be retying my rods and getting everything ready for tomorrow morning. I have a gentleman meeting me at 7.30, and we'll be on the water. Snow or not, we're going to be on the water. Where are your clients coming from? Are they mostly local? Um, I get them from all over. I actually had a group from Prescott, Arizona that I've guided like three, four times. Um, I've had people from Missouri, Arkansas, uh, just, and a lot of local people that just want to get out and fish, you know, and a lot of those trips I take, um, if I will do a multi-species type trip where, well, if they, they want to catch a big fish, I'll take them up sturgeon fishing until that bite shuts down and then we'll go chase walleyes and then we'll chase panfish. So most of the time, my clients are going home with some groceries. They're going home with some fish. And they just love it. Oh, yes. It's it's fun. You know, just drop shot in one of my plastics in the summer out there on Lake Pepin. You never know what you're going to catch. Largemouth, smallmouth, walleye, saugers, perch, crappies, sheephead. Red horse suckers, red horse suckers like my plastics. I don't understand that, but they do. Um, yeah, my clients, they, I've had good trips ever since I've been, I've been guiding for probably over 28 years now with a Wisconsin license. And now this will be my sixth year with my captain's license. On federal water, you have to be, uh, have a captain's license and licensed and proper insurance and all that which i i have all of that yep so but uh, i love guiding i love teaching teaching the people how to catch fish and and especially the kids the kids have a ball i had a i had a group from iowa come up and they actually stayed in a houseboat right on the river that somebody was renting out and that kid wanted to catch a big fish so i took him right up to the dam he caught a 48-inch sturgeon and I think a 50-inch sturgeon and about a 20-pound channel cat. It was one of the biggest channel cats I've had in my boat out there. And then the bite quit, and we went walleye fishing, and he caught. we caught a lot of walleyes. Two feet of water in the backwaters, just dragging plastics and minnows. So but, fun. Uh, so fun. And all these... And my customers, if it's their first time catching, especially with the kids, I, I carry those uh, good luck gold hooks for your hat. And this this young gentleman, he that was his first sturgeon. So I, I gave him a hook for that, for his hat, you know, and congratulated him. And then we get down walleye fishing and he catches a nice walleye and he goes, Captain Tim, that's my first walleye too. So wow. he sucked me out of another gold hook. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I have fun with it. All right. When we come back, not everyone can hire you, but they can certainly mooch off some of your advice. Can I ask you a couple of secrets when we come back? Oh, sure. All right. That's the deal. Timothyson's my guest, and I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. And this is the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Today, we are talking river fishing, and, you know, we've heard so much about the rivers being, or we've heard so much about the lakes being unsafe right now, and 
tough weather for ice conditions, but you know what? You can fish the river. Hey, we have so many great sponsors that uh, get the podcast to you each week. Up next, we'd like to thank Lakes Gas. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Propane, it's clean, efficient fuel produced right here in the United States. Schedule your propane service with a friend. Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve, so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. Also, a shout out to Star Bank, the bank of Minnesota bound. Hi, everybody. Ron Shera here again with another nifty story. This one about my favorite bank, the story of Star Bank. There's 10 of them in Minnesota, but here's where the plot thickens. A Star Bank is more than money. A Star Bank cares, cares about its customers, cares about the community, whether it's town parades or the kids' baseball team. Why? Because Star Banks are locally owned. They treat you right. Quite a tale, wouldn't you say? How do I know? Because Star Bank is also our bank at Ron Share Productions. Just another story with a happy ending. Star Bank, the bank that cares. Member FDIC. To learn more online, go to star.bank. Okay, Tim, you promised to give away a few of your fishy secrets for people who might be headed down to uh, Pool 4, even Pool 3 little closer to the Twin Cities, but you're big into jigs and plastics, mm-hmm. which is an indication that they just work. Right. Um, the, one of the techniques I, I like to use, I call the drop and hold. All, all I'm doing is I'm fishing 14 to 21 feet, and I'm looking at my graphs, and I'm looking for fish. When I find these fish, you know, the water right now is like 34 degrees and they're not chasing that bait down. They're just basically pinning it and eating it off the bottom. So what I like to do with my flukes or my curly tail flukes, I'll drop them down to the bottom, find bottom, and get a little slack in my line just to make sure it's on bottom. Then I'll tighten it up and raise it about six inches. And then I just hold it steady. I'm not snap jigging it. I'm not waving my arms up and down. I'm just holding it, and those fish will come up and just whack it. That's been really good in the past week, and we we got some flow in the water, so my dragging bite kind of went south on that. But before the flow came up, I was dragging a 3 ounce jig with one of my plastics, and what I mean by dragging is I throw it, behind the boat, I let it sink, and I'm running probably 0.3 to 0.5 miles an hour upstream, and they'll just whack it. You know, everybody's like, I don't feel the bottom. I said, well, you don't want to be dragging on the bottom. You want to be just above the bottom. That's why we we constantly check our weights on our jigs to make sure we got the right jig. 
And that's been really good. But like I said, the flow came up about two feet in the past week. And my areas where I was doing that, it's it turned into a vertical bite jig, that drop and hold, and just kind of work down with the current and you'll catch fish. I mean, it's it's been really good this this winter. All right. And so the in, the interesting thing is we haven't talked at all about ice fishing, but you actually do love to ice fish. Yeah, I do, but like I said, there's not much ice out there. I'm a big man. I, I need some ice. I, I really like to have six six to eight inches before I walk out. I think these guys are nuts out there at one to three and a half inches and having the ice flows float away. And I just saw another picture of a boat up in Burnett County. I bought a truck up in Burnett County that went off the launch and the whole front end dropped in. I don't know what that guy was thinking. And yeah. in the picture, you could see the open water out in the middle with swans swimming in it. Oh, I don't know the story behind it, but that guy had to be towed out. But I like ice fishing. Right? Don't get me wrong, but boy, if I had a choice, I would be in my boat on the river. You know, you'd got to dress for it, and you just have to have the right frame of mind. And and when I'm running my, I'm running a little Ranger boat right now with a forty horse tiller on it for the winter. I put ski goggles on so my eyes don't water up and freeze as I'm running on the river so I can see it. You know, try try boating up river going 30 miles an hour on a tiller and not get teary-eyed and frozen eyes. Yep. So the goggles work good. So if people want to find your baits or they mm -hmm. want to find out more about your guiding and where you do it, how do they track you down? Oh, you can go to my website, www.prescottbaitcompany.com. And then I also have another separate guide site, www.prescottbaitguideservice.com. And you can contact me through either one. There's a contact page on my guide service. And the easiest is just Google it, and I pop up everywhere. So, um, yeah, that's that's the best way. and get a hold of me and we'll get dates set up and get everything set and we'll get you on the water and make sure you have a good time. And what happens last question for you when the weather drops to like 10 below zero? Well, I myself have a 20 degree rule. I, if it's below 20 degrees last year, when I went out on new year's day, it was like 10 below. But we had to do it. You know, it's New Year's Day. But I have a 20-degree rule. That's my personal. And all my friends and everybody knows it. And during the wintertime, I really don't guide because my big boat is put away. And I'm running my little little boat. But I'm, I'm glad to help anybody out on the river catch fish. And I do hand out a lot of baits out there, you know, just so people catch fish. That's awesome. Well, it's fun to catch up. Uh, I I feel like I've been seeing you a lot lately because you're actually yeah. going to be in Minnesota Bound here in the not-too-far future. Again, you and I were out doing some spring fishing last season, so we're going to mm -hmm. kind of show people what the river is like. You and I have this thing. We always trade a couple of jokes, and they're dad jokes for the most part. 
So <laughs> can I leave you with one today? Sure, you leave me with one. I'll be glad to use it tomorrow. Well, I was going to say, you know, the <laughs> other day we were talking about how we never have enough time for fishing. Time, you know, it flies like an arrow, right? right. And, fruit, and fruit flies like banana. It's like banana. Okay. Like a banana. <laughs> time flies like an arrow and yeah. fruit flies like a banana. Right. Right. I understand. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, Tim. Yeah? Whenever you get a bad sausage, it's just the worst. Oh, geez. Okay. That's a good one. What do you got? A whole box full of these? A whole book full? Or? <laughs> My brain is thick. It is big. You ever, watch, you ever see on the on Facebook those two guys that sit on the dock with their cup of coffee? Yes, well, the, their stuff's worse worse than ours. Oh, it's terrible! But I laugh. I laugh so hard at some of them. I wish I could remember them all. But yeah, that that's pretty funny. I have a good time with that. Well, be safe on the river, and I'll see you out there soon, and it's fun to catch yeah. up today. All right, Bill. You have a good week, and I'll send you pictures of my tomorrow's fish. I know. I'm stuck in the office. My phone's beeping as you uh, send the pictures. It's awesome. Tim, thanks. It's good to catch up. So there you go. Lake ice conditions may be a little bit sketchy, but the river is as good as it's ever been. And that's the story from Minnesota Bound. Hey, thanks for listening to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Again, another shout out to all the sponsors who help us reach you every week. Up first, Connecticut Water. Also, our good friends at Star Bank and Lakes Gas. Until next week, don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Mm-hmm.